genre. Welcome back to the Cornetto Minute, the daily podcast where we crawl our way to the bitter end or the longer end of the world's end, one minute at a time. I'm Nick Jimenez. I'm Scott Corelli. And today we're preparing to annihilate Minute 92, which begins with Andy telling the network that Gary is his cock and ends with the network shouting enough after Andy and Gary celebrate the return of Stevie Baby. Mm Mm-hmm. Stevie baby. It, it's it's one of the most joyful moments uh, I, I've ever seen in a movie. Yeah. Yeah. Because you just watched everybody die and you're just sort of like, oh, okay. Like, yeah. these movies have always been about Simon Pegg and Nick Frost. So I guess it makes sense that everyone died but them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you just sort of have, have accepted it, you know? Yeah, yeah, and yeah, then yeah. when he comes back, you're like, oh. Yeah, and, <laughs> and it's such a penalty, like, you know, three drug bread. Yeah. Like, repelling down. It's so epic. Oh, man, it is epic. They're just so happy. They're jumping up and down. <laughs> it's so good. Um, and that's it. Yeah. Uh, so I, uh, I, I, love, I love that he's, <laughs> Andy's like, he may be a bit of a cock, but, but he's my cock. Oh, oh thanks, man. <laughs> <laughs> right after they're like, that's I think the first interaction they've had after that huge all out emotional fight they just had. Yeah, yeah. Oh, um, thanks, man. And it's it's just kind of <laughs> it's just so it's so funny because it's like, guys, you were just like crying and fighting. <laughs> yeah, like literally, not even five minutes ago. Gone. And it's just it's just gone. It's yeah, gone because it's it's at the end of the day they are friends. Yeah. Um no matter how much Andy wants to wanted to pretend that they're not. Mm-hmm. And I think that I think that's ultimately what this is. I think, you know, Gary needs something that he can't get from Andy because at this point, right, they've been without each other for so long that the support system that Gary needs is not something that Andy can offer mm-hmm. because he's got family he's got a wife he's got all these things that he needs to deal with yeah that he can't be gary's support system like he's just incapable of it Mm -hmm. which is why gary is going to be with the blanks later on because the blanks work better for the support system that he needs Uh but uh that doesn't mean that you know i i don't think that means that andy wouldn't be happy to see him if yeah, he stopped by at some point in the future in this post-apocalypse. You know, sure. that that like I think he hasn't. It's not that he he hasn't forgiven him or that he's forgiven him. I think he's realized that he doesn't need to forgive him. That it's not mm-hmm. that forgiveness isn't what the problem was. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like it, it wasn't Gary's fault what he did. Mm-hmm. It, it was. It was. Uh, it was how they dealt with the aftermath. Right. That ultimately ultimately became the larger issue which is they both felt like they weren't in the other one's lives anymore right right that they didn't have a place in their current lives yeah and going forward 
Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, hopefully they both know that that's not the case. Right. And if they're cross paths, it will be as as brothers in arms. Right, exactly. And I think that's that's kind of what this comes down to here. It's like, yeah, they are regressing to uh, you know, their their teenage states in a certain way, but I think that's the drinking. I think the camaraderie is coming from an uh, an earnest place. Yeah. And it's great cuz you you find whether Gary realizes or not, there are things from the past that you can take with us. Mhm. You know, that can still be a part of your adult life. Yeah. Things like your connections to your friends sometimes that can survive. Yeah. You know, and, and yeah, and maybe that's not something that he ever really thought about before. Right. Right. Um, so yeah. So Gary is Andy's cock. Mm-hmm. Um, the, uh, the network discusses, uh, the Earth's sort of self destructive pattern again and again and again. Yes. We just keep choosing to just kick ourselves in the ass yeah over and over and over again just side sideshow bob walking into rake after rake after rake right right <laughs> it's true <laughs> uh yeah and i think that it's an interesting dilemma you know we talked about the concept of the intervention in yesterday's episode and you know the fact that like the network is saying hey <laughs> you're the I, with with a graph i can show you you are the least civilized planet in the galaxy right you keep walking into those rakes yeah and you won't stop doing it the other planets are frankly <clears throat> afraid to let you on board right um but in the terms of an intervention you know, that's not that different from what an intervention is, right? You are intervening in your friend's life to say, hey, mm-hmm. you're fucking up so much that we need to step in and be like, we don't, we're worried that you can't take care of yourself anymore. Right. That you need, that you need to be, that we need to do something. Right. And what the movie I think is presupposing is like, that's not anyone's place. Like, that's not your place to step in and take control of someone else's life, mm-hmm. right? And that, and that the idea of an intervention doesn't really work as well as you think it's going to. Because from your perspective, it's sort of like it's, – it's a little bit like Andy, right? Where it's, yeah. like, where it's like, you know, the alcoholism – alcoholism doesn't come as its own thing. It's an under – there's an, always an underlying issue to it. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, whether that's it, whether it being a coping mechanism, whether it's self medicating depression or anxiety or, uh, you know, self medicating bipolar disorder or whatever it is, right? It's never in and of itself the problem, right? It's sort of like, um, uh, uh, you know, well, it's sort of like how it's sort of like uh, uh, I forget which is which which is which is as far as like the the problem, but like when you get HIV, right? It's like and you die if you die, right? You're not dying like directly because of the HIV. You're dying because the HIV you caught something else, and the HIV was like bringing your immune system down, and that kills you. Hmm. You know, wow. but it's but it's the but it's like in um isn't it in Philadelphia like Tom Tom Hanks gets um what is the thing where you get a really bad cold <laughs> what is that called um and it, it like pneumonia yeah pneumonia he get he dies of pneumonia right oh. if I'm if I'm not mistaken he gets pneumonia and that's the thing that kills him because his 
his the HIV makes it so that his body can't fight it. Okay. Right? So so he doesn't actually die. You don't actually die from the HIV. The HIV causes you to die because it can't handle something else, mm-hmm. right? Um and that's kind of like what what alcoholism is, right? It's like it's like alcoholism isn't the issue in and of itself or yeah it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't spring from a vacuum right it's a it's part of a an underlying issue mm-hmm. that needs to be solved and so an intervention being like hey you're an alcoholic yeah isn't going to help if you don't know what the underlying issue is yeah and and something that you said last week was that you know you can't help someone who doesn't want to help themselves right and I think if we want to point the lens back at humanity mm-hmm. it kind of comes from like yeah like you said like we, for some reason we haven't figured out how to just care about ourselves. Right. That the things that should be the most important, like the planet. Yeah. The health of the planet, the oceans, or like people. Is everyone eating? Right. Is everyone is everyone healthy? Right. Can everyone read? Right. We're not we're we 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 don't seem to be like yeah, we can't have, we haven't cracked how to like get everyone on board with that. Even though it seems so self evident on paper. Right. And yeah, if that's like empathy, mm-hmm. love, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. kind of the way that a person hopefully through adulthood learns to like love themselves or be at peace with themselves. Mm-hmm. And like you said, like realizing that you can't make up for the past, mm-hmm. but you can use the past to learn and go forward. Mm-hmm. Just like society can't really make up for things that past generations did, but mm-hmm. it can go forward and try and heal those wounds. Right. It's it's interesting. Yeah. It's an interesting duality going on right 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 because like the network is sort of working under the same assumption that andy was Mm -hmm. where it's just like you fucking fuck up why can't you (laughs) get your shit together yeah get your shit together and and the the argument that andy is making here and is realizing about gary or has just realized about gary is that like you can't just tell us what to do like that's not gonna work I couldn't just tell Gary what to do. That didn't work. Yeah. You know? Um, and then I got mad at him, and it's not even his fault. Like, mm-hmm. he had depression. Yeah. You know? He was like, hurting. Yeah, he was hurting. And, and he I, had no way of communicating that or, or or ways to work through it. Right. And the network isn't offering any empathy. No. It's just offering solutions to problems that it thinks the Earth yeah. has. Yeah. And But or, there are underlying issues of... Yeah. Things like ignorance, right? I think in the terms of of what is happening here, Mm -hmm. right, if we're talking about straight allegory, Mm. it's like Earth's – the ignorance of people on Earth Mm. is the alcoholism of like – or or is that the underlying issue? That's the underlying issue. Sure, yeah. Yeah, the disease of like unempathy, of self-centeredness. Right, right. And that's – and that is what the network is – the network is not focusing on the right thing. Yeah. Right? And and it's trying to bring a, a a single solution to a variety of problems across the universe, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Or it reminds me a lot also of how One size I, fits all of how I felt when I was a child mm-hmm. going through the uh, the public school system in America. Yeah, where it felt sometimes like the school was more interested in enough of us getting good grades to where we yep did good on the charts, right? Than each of us getting a stimulating and engaging in education and learning about how the world worked because the charts are easy to turn to exchange for funding. Yes, um, which is stupid in and of itself. Mm. Uh, testing is stupid. Uh, you know, a lot of the things about the school system are stupid, and 
And uh, and you're right. And it is it is the they're focusing on the wrong thing because it's easier to have a single solution to everyone rather than realizing that there's different solutions to different people, mm-hmm. just like what Andy learned about Gary. Yeah, yeah. Gary, like he's like, I I got sober. I cleaned my shit up. What's your fucking problem? Oh, you have depression. I didn't have that. I'm sorry. Wow. You know, like it's 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 like, oh, you're a completely different person with a completely different situation. Yeah, yeah. And we see that when it comes to people who seem to have zero sympathy or empathy for poor people. Mm-hmm. For people that well, how come why not just go to college? Or why why do you like what are you doing all that? Oh, well, Mm-hmm. Oh, you're working three jobs and you have like four kids. Yeah, I mean, I had to deal with that shit. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. When when I was in my early twenties, I mean, I talked about it on the show uh, a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. I think I don't think it was last week with Casp. I think it was the week before. Um, but like, I talked about that about how I didn't get to go to college when everybody else did, when all mm-hmm. the people my age did. I had to go. I had to wait until I was twenty twenty six because yeah. my parents wouldn't co-sign my loans, you know. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, well, everyone that I talked to. You know, in my early twenties, from that like nineteen to twenty-five period, mm-hmm. people were like, "Why didn't you go to college?" Because they're like, "You seem smart. Why didn't you go to college?" You know, yeah. and it was just like a lot of judgment. There was people who graduated, you know, that I went to school with, and they're like, "Why didn't you go to college?" That seems weird, and it's like because I couldn't fucking afford it. Like, <laughs> yeah, like yeah. I'm sorry. Like, yeah, they- you know, like I was, I was, I was nineteen working at Target. Like, what do you, what do you want? You know, like I can't. Yeah. Go to college on that. Like, and they, they just can't. And, yeah, and they couldn't see past the truth of other people having different experiences in them. Right. Having different stuff – having stuff be unaccessible. Right. They can't conceive of a world where their parents wouldn't co-sign their loans or just pay for them to go to college. Yeah. Right? They can't conceive of a world where that could happen. That would – like why wouldn't they just pay for your college? Mm-hmm. Are you insane? Yeah, like <laughs> it's a banana, Michael. What does it cost? Like eight dollars? Right. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and it's 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 uh yeah it's all about like differing perspectives and things like that. And and the network are the the flaw in the network is that they think a one size fits all solution mm-hmm. is what is necessary, and it's just not uniformity yeah uniformity is not the answer yes yeah. it, it it takes nuance and it's interesting because uniformity is the answer if your goal is maximum efficiency mm-hmm. is creating a perfect system to create output mm-hmm. commerce mm-hmm. uh profit mm-hmm. which is kind of the vibe i'm getting from the network mm-hmm. even though we don't ever hear about them like making pro that seems to be the aesthetic and the language that we're getting from right right is that this is like a factory? This is like uh, oppression. This is a taunt, you know? Yeah. Um, and like whether what, like we're looking at a at a at a, per, at a world and be like, what if everyone didn't have to be the same? Yeah. Like, what if we didn't expect everyone to operate the same way? Right. What if we allowed room for people who wanted to be craftsmen, right, or artists, right? And instead of like punishing them for mm-hmm. not wanting to just, you know, make profit, right? Yeah. I wonder if yeah does it does a allegory work for the network as capitalism? I don't know. I don't know, I don't know if I'm smart enough to know that. Yeah, because it because it it definitely I could see the argument for the flaw the the major flaw in communism right, which is that people have to be in charge, and people in charge are flawed, and they have egos and. Mm-hmm. Then that ruins the whole system of communism. Right. Like having any role Superman learned and Superman Red Sun. Right. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. But like that's that's the whole that that is the that is the 
the flaw in communism is that the point of communism is that everyone needs to be equal. But in order for a communist system to be built, someone has to be in charge to do it. And therein lies the flaw because then they don't want to relinquish mm-hmm. that power. And then it's not really communism anymore, is it? Not yeah. really. Yeah. Not the communism that mm-hmm. you learn in college. Yeah. That's, what old, about in college. that's what old Harvey Dent talked about in The Dark Knight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, but you know. I know. Like, I do. I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, yeah. But, that's the, but that's like that's the problem. So it's like yeah. whenever you see these um, – you know, like communist memes and things like that on the mm-hmm. internet. And everyone's like, oh, yeah, communism's a great system. And it's like, yeah, in theory, but like, how the hell do you build it without someone in charge? Mm-hmm. Because then how do you get that person out of, out of, out of power? Yep. And the network is that person, right? Because it's like, it's like, oh, yeah, we're all the same. Like, we're all part of this system. Mm-hmm. But there's one voice speaking that's in charge and it's the voice of bill knight yeah it's a big fucking lamp Mm -hmm. and it's telling them what to do yeah which in in and of itself proves that it's not communism it's not actually equal there's someone in charge there's someone who's deciding what is good and what isn't good everyone else has to fall in line literally obliterate themselves right right so it's 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 like um either way you know whether this is capitalism or i i mean i think it would really it really works for Literally any system in which a society yeah. is built on, yeah, a system of control, any system of control, yeah. yeah. I think that you can you can use that as an allegory for the network, which I think is what makes it such a good villain. I yeah. Guess. yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's it could it, it you know it's very uh, yeah it's 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 strength it's in its vagueness. You know what right what right chooses to show is just very immediate. Like, look, you know what this is. Right. Without going into like any kind of super intricate like nerd shit, for lack of a better word. Right. Like what they actually where they started or what they believe in or what their doctrine is. Right. It's just like boom, we're a we're a business slash race. Right. And we're here to make the spice flow. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. I I am so 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 there's all of that going on. And then there's this interesting bit, which is just, it's really funny, like, you know, without really thinking about it. Just like the <laughs> idea of like Gary being like, uh, 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 what do they say? To err is, to err is human. To err is human. So, err. Which is really funny. But then, but, you know, if you, if you look at the entire quote, right, it's mm. to err is human, to forgive divine. Yeah. Right. And so I'm trying to, reconcile that with what's going on here because i think that there's there's something to be said there and i think that part of the maybe part of the problem because like what is forgiveness true forgiveness if not empathy sure empathy and acceptance empathy and acceptance neither of which the network is doing yes if the network were truly divine right it would see the humans for all of their complexities and faults and be like okay yeah i accept you right how can we how can we make this work? Right. And it refuses yeah. to change. And so it's not really a divine force. It's not any less human than the humans are. Yeah. And therefore they don't get to tell Andy and Gary what to do. Right. They're right. just another fallible system. Right. Yeah. So I think that's really interesting. Yeah. Um I, I you know, it's it's hidden behind like a really funny gag. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. but it is it is a really poignant way to point out what's happening here, mm-hmm. which is that like this is a story about empathy. 
mm. about empathizing with your friends, about understanding that they might not be going through what you're going through, that their background not, might not be the same as yours, that the problems that you have, that you see in your friends right. may not be coming from the same place. Mm-hmm. And so your solution to your version of that problem might not be their solution. And it's, it's all really comes down to empathy and the fact that the network has none. Yeah. And, and, it, and, it, and I think it's something that our own society could do more of, mm-hmm. even when it's difficult. And, you know, I remember growing up Catholic, that was kind of the one tenet of the religion that really spoke to me as a kid. Yeah. And it's kind of the one part of it that I, I kind of take with me now that I'm an adult. Yeah. Is just the idea of that the ultimate thing you could do like quote most Christ-like thing you can do is forgive someone. Right. And, to, and, and people, you know, there, there, there's a lot of, you know, people mistake that for passivity, mm-hmm. but the idea of like taking that challenging yourself to look at someone that you could potentially dismiss mm-hmm. or even hate, mm-hmm. you know, like a person not wearing a mask right, or a person like just freaking out at a, at a Walmart and being like, can I try and find the pain that this is coming from. Well, and that's and that's the most difficult thing, right? Yeah. It's like it's one thing if it's your friend. Mm-hmm. It's another thing if it's someone that is fuck this dude. You're total opposite, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. Like I don't I and and part of it is that we don't know all of the information, sure. right? And part of it I think comes from assumptions, right? About mm-hmm. like okay, this person who's not wearing a mask who is coughing on someone and being like evil. Mm-hmm. Right, I yeah, mean, like yeah, acting yeah. evil, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, in in a certain way, is it, you know where is this coming from? And yeah. it's like I don't. At a certain point, it's like it it, it, it when it's ignorance, it's right. like okay. So if if ignorance is ignorance like alcoholism in that there's an underlying issue to that ignorance. Mm-hmm. Is there is it does it come from somewhere? Yeah. Does it grow out of something? Mm-hmm. I don't know. But the fact that they're ignorant and proudly ignorant. Mm-hmm. Um. Is is I think uh, 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 another another issue and and yeah. it's something that I struggle with in in empathy yeah. in, in empathizing with others every single day. How have we created and cultivated a system where ignorance has somehow become celebrated? Right, and it's because I think people in power mm-hmm. through the power of media and communication, mm-hmm. cell phones maybe, yeah, you know, have 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 weaponized ignorance. Right. And being like, if you were really pimp, you wouldn't read the newspapers that are telling you not to vote for us. Right. If you were really cool and you want the cool hat and, and go in the clubhouse, you wouldn't listen to the people telling you to believe in science. Right. Because then you wouldn't like us and we're your buddies, we're your best friends. Right. Right. And, 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 you know, and yeah, and like this weird, and they're met, and when they do show themselves, they're off, you know, because they say the whole time, like, oh, the left hate us so much. Right. You know, this kind of weird Decepticon Autobot mentality. Right. And as opposed to, like, hey, we all need to live together, die alone, lost mentality. Right. Of, like, we all need to get on board together and find a way to make this work or we're right. going to die. Well, and, it, and it's not only that. It's just, like, it's, it's – they are, they are mistaking hate for frustration. Yeah. Because they are they – don't, they don't know anything but hate. Yeah. So they see frustration and they're like, "Oh, they hate us." Mm-hmm. And it's like, "No, it's it's more nuanced than that." But you don't understand nuance because you're missing that empathy chip, whatever that is. Right. You know? Yeah. 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 And and it's yeah, and and kind of like Gary, right? How he reacts so violently to any form of judgment, right? And maybe not taking it for concern when it was concern. Mm-hmm. It's like you and yeah, because like why? How? Because what? What has he? What has he learned in life that would come lead him to that conclusion? Right. 
You know, he right. hasn't really had any. He doesn't know what that looks like. Right. And he puts so much of his identity into these things Mm -hmm. that when someone questions them, it feels like they're questioning him and everything that makes him him. Yeah. Um, It's sort of like, you know, super religious people whenever someone like questions that or, you know, God forbid they meet an atheist. Right. And they just are like, well, the fact that you're an atheist makes me feel like a fucking moron. Yeah. Because that's what that's what you're saying I am. Because if you don't believe it, you must be thinking that I'm a fucking moron for believing. Right. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And so and so that it it becomes like a like a like a just this bottled up rage. Yeah. Yeah. And the people who aren't wearing masks see a, a store full of people who are wearing masks. Right. And they're like they're all calling me stupid. Yes. They all think that I'm stupid. Right. Because I'm not wearing a mask. Right. I'm going to. Throw everything in my basket on the ground. Right. Yeah. And if they're filming me, I'm going to be proud of it. Right. right. I like that. I'm glad you're filming me. Right. Sheep. Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Exactly. No, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly right. Um, so I don't know. It's interesting. Everything that this movie is is working, all, all of the stuff that this movie is yeah. working with at this point. Um, and I do think that what it ultimately comes down to is true, unadulterated empathy. Yeah. Of just like and and it's saying that empathy isn't easy. That you have to like try. Yeah. Like you you have to question your initial views or your initial thoughts and try and empathize with this person. Because I think that's why ultimately I don't hate these people. Sure. That, that, I, I don't think, either. You know, I just feel sorry for them. Yeah. Because I know that there's something else going on. Yeah. That I can't I can't fix. Mm-hmm. That I maybe no one can fix. Yeah. You know? I, I feel pain for them and confusion for them. Mm-hmm. I feel frustration for what they're doing and how yes. it's how it could affect people who are doing what they have to do. Right. And then I feel anger for the powers that be that have orchestrated it to be so. Yes, exactly. You know, exactly. That there were people who this is their plan working. Right. You know, right. And it's like, fuck those people. Yes. Yeah. And it's, and yeah. And like, if we just take a step, if we take that extra half second or beat to kind of track your emotions through, maybe we can start focusing on who the real enemy is or right. what, what is really blocking us. Right. Right. The network, the network. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it's kind of a weird thing to watch with the Matrix, wouldn't it? Oh yeah, that's true. Hmm. Almost like a prequel to the Matrix. Yeah, yeah. So like they came back and they're like, "Fuck it, you're all batteries now." <laughs> <laughs> okay, we fixed it. We fixed it. <laughs> We're just gonna put you guys in a make believe world and turn you all into batteries to run the rest of the network. There we, go. we figured it out. You guys had an issue with mulch. Some. We're gonna turn you into batteries. <laughs> Some guy in the department was like, "Hey, I think I found a way to use Earth." <laughs> Uh, all right. Um, so, Geek by Night, yeah, C- coming back soon. Coming season- back. I mean, it's it's we're re-releasing all of season one in those smaller bite-sized episodes, quibby-sized episodes, quibby-sized. No, much bigger than quibby. I think we've done this exactly. Yes, we it has uh, five five times the size of a quibby mm-hmm. um, uh, on on average. Um, but uh, you know, we have the Beyond Geek by Nights, which are new. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, if you've listened to the show before. Re-listen, listen to the Beyond Geek by Nights, prepare for season two, which is premiering on October 4th. October 4th. October 4th, the season two premiere of Geek by Night. It's, the, it's going to be the, uh, the final batch of episodes, um, mm-hmm. you know, wrapping up the story We're of ending these the story. characters. Yeah. 
And, uh, you know, we're writing it right now, and it's been a ton of fun. A lot, a lot of fun. A lot, a lot of fun. Um, I think it's going to be really good. And uh, we're pretty I, proud of it. We're proud of what the actors have been turning in. Everyone's yes. at the top of their game. Yes, absolutely. So, you know, uh, check it out if you haven't checked it out yet. Geek by Night is a uh, a, a series about. Um, I mean, you know, speaking of empathy, there's a lot in common in the first episode with the World's End in terms of like right. the emotional arcs of the of the main two characters in that particular mm-hmm. episode. Um, and it's it's about geek culture. It's about growing older and and becoming a, a quote-unquote adult, mm-hmm. um, the what? struggles that millennials have with that of, yep. and the frustrations that they have with that of, you know, what they want to be doing versus what they're, you know, having to do to survive. And then all of that mixed with superpowers. They get superpowers. And becoming – trying to become a superhero and what that actually means. What does – what does, you know, with great power come great responsibility really mean mm-hmm. in terms of, like, reality? Like, yeah, Spider-Man, you know, has that thing with Uncle Ben, right? Where it's yeah. like with great power comes great responsibility. Oh, I learned that there. I could have done something and I didn't. Mm-hmm. So whatever. But does that mean that he has to become a superhero? That's kind of the question that we have. It's like, yeah, he could have stopped that that carjacker, that you know, whatever, um, and with his powers mm-hmm. easily. But that doesn't mean that he has to become Spider Man. <laughs> you know, like like right. it's 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 uh, it's interesting. Why couldn't he have started a nonprofit? Right, right. Why couldn't he have done that? Why, why does Batman become Batman? Why can't he just use his fortune to do to like to solve Gotham hunger? <laughs> right, exactly. Um, or to you know build a big clean energy plant in Gotham City. Right, right. And so it's a lot of us dealing with stuff like that. Yeah. Um, it's a lot of uh, us trying to subvert um, superhero tropes using characters who know them inside out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I, I think it's a lot of fun. I think it's a really fun show. Um, and if you're looking for something new to listen to while you're, you know, running on a treadmill or, um, I don't know, whatever, cooking, like this guy cooking. Yep. That's, I listen to podcasts while I cook. That's what I do. Um, so if you're looking for something like that, uh, check out Geek by Night. Every episode is, you know, right around, uh, I think 20 to 35 minutes yeah. range, somewhere four, in that range. In four parts. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And in every, ep- yeah. So like, there's like little story arcs of multiple parts. Um, but, uh, check it out if you, uh, if you're, if that sounds like something you might be interested in and you haven't yet. And if you already have, and you're awaiting season two, make sure that you go check out those beyond geek by night episodes, because I think they've been really, they've been really fun to do. And I hope that they're really fun to listen to. Yeah. Shed some insight into the process. Yeah. And it's talked to some of the actors, right? Um, you know, Matt, Matt Bennett's been really hosting the hell out of those. They've been a lot of fun to do. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, All right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Absolutely. And uh, we'll be back tomorrow with minute number 93. But for now, let's boo-boo.